Hi everyone, I'm Amy Swift Crosby. Welcome back to The Brandsmith Season 2. We are unpacking business questions using our long history and brand strategy. I'm here with my collaborator, Hilary Laffer. Hi. Hello. I'm Hilary Laffer. I own a creative studio in Santa Monica, California. And I'm actually recording from the studio today, looking into the kind of open space where everybody's working. Nice. Well, I'm a copywriter, I'm a business owner, and we have been at this for a couple decades. We've worked with big brands and small brands, and we love answering questions. And we thought making a podcast to help business owners or founders get through some of the maze that is business ownership using the filter of brand strategy it happens to be very efficient. Well, one of the things that we've seen over many years of doing this is that one person's question is everyone's question. Right. People ask us things like, is this a good name? Is this a good tagline? Do you like this logo? Should I hire an agency? What should I say? How should I say it? And thousands of other questions around owning and operating a successful business. Hopefully hearing the kinds of conversations and questions we're answering, they'll be able to see themselves in the question and the answer and be able to apply it to their own business. That's the goal. Uh, let's get into our call. Hi, Hillary and Amy. My name is Caitlin, and my question is about building email leads for newsletter marketing. I'm in the pre-launch stage of a fintech app I created with the goal of removing financial barriers to saving and investing for women. The app is unique in its interface, which is aimed at building a positive association in the user's mind with growing their personal net worth. It's as if Instagram, Spotify, and your banking app united together. So here's my question. How can I use this time to build a customer database? Thanks so much. End of message. Okay, first off, very clear description of the app. And I am a sucker for what they do with movie pitches, which is the this meets that. Because it quickly paints a picture by relating her product to things that I'm already familiar with, rather than a lot of tech speak. So... She's in pre-launch. What that means is she's raising money. But what she wants to do right now is figure out how to attract and capture customers specifically through a newsletter, an email newsletter. And she wants to use the time that she's raising the money before the app is actually live to attract these customers. Even if you don't have the product ready, she can't sit idly by. No, she's got to use this gap time productively and she wants to gather customers. Let me just underscore for a minute how critical a database is. When talking about branding, it's easy to want to focus on what something looks like or messaging, but, but having a robust database is actually more important in a lot of ways. So something we said quite a lot in season one, and we say it a lot to clients is you want your brand to be a magnet versus a megaphone. And what we mean by that is you want to create an experience that pulls customers in with a clear message and the right design, the right environment where they want to be, where a problem is being solved, rather than trying to make as much noise as possible and yelling at customers, notice me, notice me, notice me, come here, it's just not the relationship we consider ideal from the point of view of brand strategy. Do you remember there was a place near where I lived? It was this beautiful old <laughs> <Yep>. building. <laughs> 
And we had worked with a real estate broker and helped them position themselves as neighborhood experts, keeping the character of the buildings and really creating that beautiful experience. I happened to drive by one of these beautiful buildings and they had allowed a tenant to put, and I walked around and counted 15 signs on this beautiful building, huge signs, small signs, every direction signs. I walked up to the door and there was this small sign that was like, shh, meditation. And I thought, what a one-way conversation, like screaming to the neighborhood. There is a moment where we could have done one intervention and said, guys, this tenant is really bastardizing your core values and positioning here. This is an opportunity to exercise your brand strategy and build your brand through saying no. It's so true. It's how to make that strategy actionable so that you can use your brand strategy as a filter for decision-making. Okay. So how does that relate to- Well, this week's question. So we don't know if this founder has done brand strategy. And the, the reason why it's important and that it ties back to the question is that for anybody to take action when it comes to marketing, they have to feel the magnetism and clarity of the message to be persuaded to give their name, right? Yep. So what I think she's actually selling, because we like to distinguish between what audiences are buying and what she's selling. I think what audiences are buying in this case is a relationship to their money. It's having a relationship to the money that you're not using day to day that's supposed to accrue value over time and that many people feel at a distance to because their money's being managed by their parents' investment team or no one. This is a real-time, real people, real intel kind of an app and offer an opportunity. Yeah. What a great idea for people who know that there's a problem. I don't know what to do with my money. It all feels confusing and overwhelming and scary. I don't I don't feel financially literate. I don't want to feel bad about that. I mean, you need yeah. you need the audiences. So I'm not trying to discount that. You really do and you want to get them as early as possible and to get sign up for updates and get excited about it. But you know, one thing that this makes me think of is that email right now, I don't want to sign up. Gone are the days of just, oh yeah, here's my email. I'll sign up for something just in case. I'm in the unsubscribe business. Constantly. So I think that businesses should be thinking about that on their end, that is it just about the numbers or would they rather have qualified people as opposed to people who sign up, give their email, and then when she launches, no, nope, it's not for me, unsubscribe. If the first newsletter is not really useful, interesting, educational, if that doesn't move the needle on my financial literacy, we're done. It's a breakup. Yeah, and if she doesn't have enough content to sustain that, during the capital raise, you're going out and talking to a lot of people. There's no guarantee that in one month, you're going to have the money, You're going to have updated all the features of the app. It's one of those industries that is highly unpredictable. You almost want to have that content a little bit in the bank. Mm -hmm. It's like sending a save the date way too early. Then you you actually forget it. I don't want to make her wrong for asking the question about email, but I think that she could engage those subscribers in a different way than she's thinking of right now. Yeah. When you want people to take action, whether it's on a website, an app, you want them to give information 
an email, which is gold, there has to be a clear, compelling message of here is the first experience of us and it's only going to get better if you give us your information. So I would err on the side of clear over clever when it comes to copy. If you don't have a professional copywriter, then clarity sort of wins, you know, even four bullet points, daily updates on your portfolio, minimums that start as low as $500, a representative you can ask questions to 12 hours a day, digital statements. No questions off limits. Our ethos is is in the promise. Yeah. And the more of her audiences whose emails she can capture, we want those to be qualified leads as opposed to just this casting a wide net and getting, what what did you say? Tire kickers. Yeah. (laughs) You wanted to be car talk. So I threw in a car. That's well done. Thank you. So do you think the question about the email newsletter is premature? I think it's premature. I think it is premature. I'd rather have her outreach be about getting feedback, getting insights into the audiences that she could incorporate into the app, incorporate into the website, incorporate into her messaging as opposed to just thinking about numbers of people and audiences. This gap time might be better served getting really specific about those audiences, learning who are they, where do they live, what are they doing. If she's talking about having a positive association around finances, hearing that description, I was excited about it. I thought, wow, what a cool idea. This really is disruptive because it sounds like she's trying to disrupt. It does. I mean, this is something you've brought up a million times, which is when you're a disruptor, you probably shouldn't have a templated website. Yeah. Because that feels like a prescription. And if what you're selling is a different way to do it, then don't do it the way millions and millions of people are doing it online predictably. So what Caitlin needs to remember as she's developing a newsletter format or a website or her app, her mission is all about lowering the barrier to entry for managing your finances for women. Everything she does has to feel like that. What do I mean? We talk about embodiment of the essence of your brand. So just a very fair example of this brand, and it's easy to search it, is Athletic Greens. So when you go to the Athletic Greens website, it feels like the healthy, agile, resilient life you want to be living. It just feels like that. So when a brand is doing a good job, you are drawn in by the initial experience because it is so appealing to what you need that you sort of forget you're in a brand. And that's going to be her job as she develops all of this. All brands have to consider how they are embodying their essence through message, design, interface. Every single touch point has to feel like what they're selling. So I want her to be really clear about which women and in what circumstances she needs to market to. Well, one thing you always talk about is having a muse. I do. That is an easy way to always be writing to the same person persona. Well, and designing to this person as well. I I like to think about it like this. Where does she live? What city? Does she live in a village? Is she rural? Is she urban? Where does she vacation? Who are her friends? What magazines does she read? 
what are her apps? It's such a shortcut to have a muse because you can just go to this feeling you have when you think of this person. And whether you're writing a newsletter, an Instagram post, the copy for your app, she's always in mind and you're always in service to her because she represents thousands and thousands of other women just like her. Even photography, color, type, all of that is going to be informed by that muse. Yeah. I mean, I think this is someone with a ton of potential. It's also a founder who could really benefit from a brand platform. Yeah. Actually doing it and spending six weeks getting it right with brand strategists, this is what we do, but a lot of other people do it too, worth its weight down the line. And you don't want to be asked these questions on the 26th floor of a class A building with four VCs in front of you. It's not fun. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, Caitlin. So that is a wrap for us today. Hope you like the new format and that you got some good takeaways from our chat. Some of you have asked, do we take one-on-one consultations? Will we brandsmith your business? And the answer is yes, we will. We have an affordable way to work with founders, owners, and creatives. You can find us at hello at thebrandsmithspod.com if that is you. So got a question? Email us at hello at thebrandsmithspod.com or DM us on Instagram at thebrandsmithspod and we'll tell you how to get your question answered on the show. You can also follow our shenanigans on Instagram at thebrandsmithspod. And when you're looking for the show, you can ask Siri or Alexa to find me the Brandsmiths podcast. Thanks to our producer, Carl T. Wright, with music by Daryl Smith and Carl Burnett. I'm Hillary. I'm Amy. And remember, when it comes to branding, it's not what you sell. It's what they buy. See you next time. <laughs>